Please listen carefully. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hypothetical Siblings Podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Lainey. And Lainey. <laughs> I already, I was, I already just realized that I did the bit that I was about to do to like get us into the week. I was about to be like, there was a week. Time passed between the last time that we saw each other and now. Things happened in that time. You do that bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> Is I it think, a bit? That's just asking me questions. Yeah, but it's kind of a bit because you're asking in like the it's fun, campy, like radio show uh, host energy. Know. You know. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Like, it's a bit. Like, don't make Like, it's... Okay, like, it's a bit, okay? Like, don't make fun of me. I'm tired. I've had a long day. I did work this weekend. Me too. For capitalism. Mm-hmm. Me too. And then I came here and had to hang out with your dog ass. <laughs> dog ass. Dog ass. Yeah, you, yeah dog, dog, dog ass. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you also. Is this relevant no. to dog ass? Relevant to is, nothing. Okay, sure. Yeah, hit me. If you and I were Ryan Sharpay from High School Musical, wouldn't you be Sharpay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that that's the case, but I would for sure be Sharpay. Like, between the two of us. I don't think I'm Sharpay. I think between the two of us, I'm probably Sharpay. Right, yeah. Like, if, I had, if we had to choose. Like, you're not yeah. Sharpay, but and you I and me. I really think that you're Ryan, but like. Ah, <sighs> Rude. What is that? Well, I don't I don't. He's got a flair. Any- He's got a flair. Also, can you. You know, you can't deny he's gay. No. That's, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. I don't dance. I know you can. Dear audience, this is because we were singing, well, I was singing <laughs> High School Musical before <laughs> we recorded. Prior to the start of the podcast, mm-hmm. Lainey just starts belting out High School Musical. Mm-hmm. I think you said something to trigger it, though. You're right. It is my fault. I should be sorry. Yeah, you should be <laughs> sorry, because now I asked you this and there's no going back no um, i don't even really remember why did we get on? i'm so like it's hitting me now now that the microphone is on and it's demanding that i speak into you're it you're a little sleepy boy yeah i'm a tired boy little I, tired I did boy. a big work today yeah um, which really i didn't do any more work than i usually do on sunday i mean when i work right um yeah big big long sunday uh, and it's later even than the last time that we did this. We were almost done with the podcast the last time that we did this last Sunday. But wow. the people are not here to listen to me bitch into a microphone. Bitch. So tell me things about your week and then I will tell you things about mine and then the people will hear them. A lot of my friends got kittens. I I don't know why. I Because you told me this earlier, yeah. right? We didn't really dive into the, the depths of it. What, the the K sound coming out of your mouth, like the KI, I was ready for you to say kidnapped. <laughs> I was like, you're really calm for someone who has a lot of kidnapped friends that they need to go deal with. No, no. I, um, it, it's hard because I want a kitten and I can't have a kitten as of this moment. Okay. Um, and, but you know, what's stopping me besides being a responsible person? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I mean, it's every intrusive thought, right? Like, nothing's stopping you from diving through that window right now. Besides the fact that you probably shouldn't, it would hurt, and then you would have to pay for the window. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, 
but it's hard watching all of these cute little babies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, be around me. I got to yeah. meet one of them in person today, and he's just a love, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, it hurts me. I want one so bad. That's but it's just not, it's just not time. Yeah. You know? Yep, I get that. Uh, at my work, we are now very strongly into hunting season, uh, not just for large animals, but for birds as well. And so people have been bringing in their new bird dogs, right? Which their new bird dogs are probably sub-year mark, certainly, but in like the good eight months type of range, right? Like they're starting to be semi-intelligent as opposed to just forces of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're all these really young, like um, German short hair pointers and labs and, you know, all these things that just have lots of energy. They just want to go get a bird, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, we have like big uh, goose decoys that are electronic and flap their wings, and the dogs hate it. <laughs> they hate it with everything in their being, oh, and they I'm sit sure. there and just shout at it. Mm-hmm. They shout at the strangeness, uh, but it's also like, oh, there's wiggly little happy dog that mm-hmm. you want in your house. Yeah. So one weird thing about my job is that you know, of course, we see a lot of puppies, mm-hmm. but um, then. Time goes by so quickly when you're not seeing them consistently, especially. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a grown-ass dog comes in and you're like, you were just a baby. You were just a little I, tiny I think baby. what you're describing is being like a parent. Yes. Or like a grandparent. Yeah, but I feel like it's accelerated because dogs, you know, age quicker. Oh, well, yeah. So there was this little, oh my gosh, she was so cute. A little uh, golden retriever puppy named Pearl. And she was all like... She got the chub, and she's, like, white, yellow, yeah, like you know? Yeah, like a blonde mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. Just came in to get spayed, you yeah. know, which we do. Just got to get that uterus out, bro. Yeah, and ovaries. Well, yeah. You take the whole bit. You don't just leave them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just crazy because she's, like, real. She's mm-hmm. a real grown-up <laughs> now. And uh, I remember when she was just chunky little thing. Yeah. Crazy. You're literally doing like the old people, oh, how time flies. They grow up so fast. But tell me it's not true. It is true. The time marches on and we are subject to its whims and we are all dying slowly. Wow. Morbid. <laughs> you're, you're a little... I'm just I was going to say demure, to but I don't know demure. if that's... That's not what that that's means. Not what that's that like means. shy and kind of a sexy way, I think. Oh, my God. Which, you know what? Maybe I am. Fuck you. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Please don't talk to me like that. <laughs> I'm saying it to the room. I'm not saying it to you. Yeah, like you're the okay, only other person yeah. in this room, but it's not for you, you know? I mean, yeah. I could be shy in a sexy way if I want to. I Yeah, probably Fuck true. You. I'm not putting limits on you. I yeah, just don't you want are. you to talk to me about it. Yeah, all right, that's fair. That's understandable. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So what else besides uh, existentialism and puppies have you got for us? I saw Hairspray in the musical. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Live. Which I have, of course, seen the movie with Zac Efron and other, um, oh, you know, yeah. famous I mean, people. A... Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, John Travolta, Christopher I Walken. I don't think if you took a crowd of women, and I'm not talking like a crowd, like that's an, if you took seven women and told me to identify Michelle Pfeiffer, I would not be able to. That's so valid. Saying. I mean, I didn't know who she was until Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is it the Wasp? She's the mom. She's Hope's oh, mom. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I didn't know again, what she looked like until no, then. I, like, I knew no of idea. her, of course. Everyone well, yeah. talks about her. I've heard Bruno Mars. 
<laughs> Congrats. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, but, and I think they make reference of her on Stranger Things because there's like, oh, no, no, no. I was thinking, I was thinking Farrah Fawcett. That's my bad. Okay. Which well, I also don't know who that is, but it's yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of famous people in the movie, but I hadn't seen it live. It is mm-hmm. so enjoyable. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I am really not a musical theater kind of guy, um, at least in the conventional sense. Like, I don't know, things like we've talked about Mamma Mia on uh, here before, which I have gotten lit up in my personal life. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that have, like, threatened me, at, you know, with having to sit down and watch Mamma, which I'm fine with. Like, I will watch the movie. You know, it's better to have my own opinion than just rely on that of someone I heard on the Internet. So true. Um but the Mamma Mia, the hairspray, uh, Rent apparently is psychotic oh, as well. Rent's um, so good. But they, these Rent's things sad. do not appeal to me. Uh, whereas um, I think it's called Once is the one where there's the Irish guy and he runs a vacuum shop. And there's the, I want to say, Bulgarian woman. Oh, my God. I know nothing like about story, this. And then we, we went and saw it. It was one of the ones we saw at our theater. I literally do not remember like this. Like years ago. Oh, that's probably Yeah, mine. yeah, yeah. Um, but we went and saw it. Like that one was really good because it was very like hopeless romance type thing. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be together, but there's just no way. And then uh, they don't end up together. Uh, like really, like real life sad end. Yeah, and not like like cry your eyes out sad, but in this very like um, just hopeless. Yeah, totally. But in a very honest way, right? Like they both come to grips with the fact that they cannot be together. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I remember liking it there. And then I guess spoilers for uh, not Fault in Our Stars. What the fuck is it called? La La Land. Um, La La Land's the same way, right? Well, that's a musical too for much of it. Um, still a very good movie, but it ends in that same like we had our love and it didn't work. And now we have our own lives and we've achieved our goals, but those goals were separate of each other. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely not a thing to watch like when you're sad, but I think that there's value in those stories because oh, so much of, you know, what is put out is the heroes always win and these kind of stories and there's no cost to anything, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, like um, I think in Civil War, right in um, like Marvel, Captain America, yeah, Captain mm-hmm. America Civil War. I think that people should have died, mm-hmm. like on both sides. I was honestly, I was expecting uh, for Endgame. I was expecting way more people to yeah, die. But you know, they can't because they gotta take them and do shows and all the other shit. Right. Well, it's it's about being lucrative and continuing the yeah. the yeah, everything. No, you kill just a couple of just a little pickety pokey type stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So musical theater. I mean, uh, of course, there are silly shows like Book of Mormon and yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah, I definitely like the comedy ones. Right. Um. But there are so many of them that are focused on really being, like, moving. And even those that are silly, like, Hairspray for a majority of it is just, like, funny, enjoyable, you know. But then it talks about the civil rights movement and segregation yeah, in yeah. it. And, well, and I think that art has always lent itself to social change. Right. right. I think that's one of the big points of art is introducing people to concepts and you know it's in a medium that is a lot more digestible than for some people than protests in the street or whatever it might be because it's being presented very um gently i guess Um, even if it's not gentle in the show it's still in a show and so people can kind of dissociate it 
um, enough to not, you know, want to recoil from it, mm-hmm. but still, you know, interact with it. Right. I feel like it's a good way to um, push social change a little mm-hmm. bit um, in a in a. I don't know, like chiller way. Right. It doesn't because, you know, you get, I mean, don't be wrong, the people that are upset with, you know, the protests and things like that when they are relevant, good, righteous protests, maybe just hate whatever the protest is about, which you're not changing that person's mind. But I think that there is a subset of people that see those things and resent it for the tendency towards, you know, potential of violence or disorder or whatever else it might be. Um, which I will not sympathize with, but I can understand. Right. It's or something as little as you're blocking traffic and I got to get to work. Fuck out of the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and when it's presented as something, and and not to say that those things aren't necessary, right? Because I think that they are. Um, but when it's presented in a more, I don't know, like uh, what's it when it's easy to palatable, palatable, yeah, in a palatable manner, you know for a lot of people Mm -hmm. it's sometimes easier to relay that message you know no absolutely well and like it's funny when you know a lot of people come out as gay a lot of their family will be like oh it like in this movie in this show in this right well it's how people relate to stuff exactly yeah no absolutely well i think that's a you know facet of human history is we teach through stories right our morals and um, lessons things like that we tell each other not just, you know, that it is right to do this thing, but we make examples in fiction or whatever else of very similar events, you know, and it's a way that we can relate. So, again, if your nephew or whatever it is comes out as gay and you don't really know what the deal with that is, but you're like, hey, I saw a movie with a gay kid in it. <laughs> right. Like that, right? I watched Glee. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> ah, yes, Glee. And, you know, that's at least a, a touchstone, a starting point mm-hmm. for that, you know, yeah. part of that relationship. Yeah. And I think it's also like why a lot of uh, queer people uh, are moved towards theater yeah. because it's a way of expressing yourself without necessarily outing yourself well it's always been a a home and a safe space Mm -hmm. right i mean look at so much of theater musical or otherwise um thespians in general right you know you have that creative space to play roles that are not yourself or if even to escape your own troubles right right yeah Yeah. And, and if you're good at something like if you're a wonderful singer or dancer people will value that, you know, right. a lot of the times regardless of, of right. your personal oh, life. absolutely, right. I think that, um, you know, people of the LGBTQIA plus community, um, they, you know, there are people that become famous because they are good at what they do, right? You have your Elton John, I believe, things like that, where you're presented with this person whose music you might really like, and maybe you are uncomfortable with, you know, members of that community or whatever it is, but they are becoming a bridge for you Mm -hmm. to connect with that community and not be afraid or uncomfortable or anything else. Right. Totally. I a hundred percent agree. Weird side tangent from (laughs) Lainey saying she went to see hairspray. (laughs) But I think valuable nonetheless. I also want to let you know that dad said, so traditionally, 
Tracy, the main characters. Be, be careful to out father on the podcast. No, I think it's fine. Okay. I sure. Think. All right. Um, so traditionally, Tracy, the main character in Hairspray's mother, is played by a man. Uh, in the movie, what? John Travolta what? plays the mother. <laughs> and I said, hey, dad, if you like had the opportunity or whatever, would you play Tracy's mom? And he said, yeah. Absolutely. Why yeah. would I not to be, want to do? I, I mean, I, again, is, I I haven't seen it. Oh, it's hilarious! But all I can imagine is Dad doing like a Ms. Doubtfire. Well, they always choose a huge guy because the whole thing is like Tracy is plus sized. Yeah, yeah, and her girl. her mom is too. Yeah. So they always choose a huge man. A giant. Like John Travolta is six two. Put, I didn't know that. That I, makes me significantly I, more afraid of John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. Put him in heels. Put a huge fair pair of fake tits on him and a, like a muumu plus a kids in the 60s so it's like a beehive situation yeah, make him taller yeah and then like there's all these call outs like during the play that's like i'm tracy's mom and like in the deepest voice you can go and stuff so funny um so i just really that's enjoy good. that that's too. a good time yeah. yeah yeah what else you got so you got kittens you got uh hairspray mm-hmm um, I don't, I didn't really do much other than that. I That's fine. went it's to school only a week, yeah. and, and school has been, uh, kicking my ass a little bit. Yeah. In terms of what you are learning or is it just like pure volume of work? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I'm taking more challenging classes this semester. And then also on top of that, they are, I'm just constantly doing homework. Sure. And yeah. if I'm not, then I'm up till god knows what in the morning or i'm not fucking doing it which the semester i haven't not done anything yet so hey, that's nice good. very good um but yeah i'm just always always doing something every yeah. day i have to do something yeah no i feel that my schedule has become uh very busy to the point that i have something potentially you know I, there's a fluctuation of the the schedule on a bi-weekly basis but there is the potential that i have something Every night of the week. Uh, thankfully, that it's in a rotation in which I should have at least one night of the week open every other week. That night changes, but I should have one night open at least. Which honestly is important, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but you got to have a break. Like I just, I, I consider myself to be ambiverted, right? So not extroverted, not introverted, but I need to take my time, recharge the social battery, and then go unleash that upon the public, I guess. Un is... Unwilling suspects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I need that time to sit in a room by myself without anyone there or contacting me and just read a book or write in my journal or you know, do whatever it is that I like to do for me. Right. Not something that I mean, even I find that even video games that I would otherwise play with people, I don't like playing during that time yeah. because I think it has an association with being social or totally. having to do it no, with 100%. other people. So I'll play instead of competitive military shooter number 423. <laughs> I will play a little kingdom building thing where the people are little peg people like on the uh, life board and you just make a nice little kingdom and sometimes there are dragons and you shoo the dragons away. I 
just recently became aware of cozy gaming. Did you know about this? I feel like I can discern what you're talking about, but I am not familiar with the term. It's just like, you know, games that are... Yeah, an Animal Cross, Stardew yeah, Valley. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there are like people who specifically play cozy games, like, you know, that play video games on the internet or whatever it is. Oh, it's like a genre. Yeah, it's like a oh. genre. And one I just saw was, it's like a potion making game. Mm. And you like make potions for people and yeah, stuff like that. that. I want to play it so sure, bad, but sure. I don't know if it's only on PC. And if I, it is, I can make that happen. That is a very easy thing to do. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I would enjoy that, but I don't have, I don't think the capability of doing that. I think you probably have the capability. I mean, I don't know what this thing looks like, but if it is as simple as you say, you very well might have. No, the not not the gameplay, but the technology, like PC. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So depending, okay. I mean, if it's like 2D renders and stuff like that, obviously your laptop can handle it ah. versus like a fully realized 3D environment or whatever it is. So. Ah, thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. I, he He's my IT guy. Yeah. Yeah. She called me the IT guy. I'm not an IT guy in basically any sense of the word. I mean, I am probably more familiar with technology than maybe the average person is, but not that. He <laughs> literally texted you the other day you did and i said hey nick this happens with my computer what do you think and you said i don't know sounds rough though yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah that shit sucks you should probably take it to somebody to get that fixed yeah you should get that fixed right now yeah but uh, my week was cool too i had uh, school i did a capture lab for school which meant i got to shoot dart guns yeah. which was super dope um just neat stuff. It's nice to get hands-on with the thing that you're learning about in any context. I mean, I am very much a, if I can see it and feel it and touch it and interact with it, I will retain information so much better than just reading PowerPoint slides and everything. And I understand that that's a lot more feasible is the PowerPoints and everything like that. And that's why so much of school is geared that way. Holy shit, is it so much harder? I mean, for me at least, right? I know that there are those people that that is what they prefer to do. And I don't know how that person exists and does that, but no, because I think you and I are similar. We're both both very visual learners. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's probably a touch of the ADHD, but hey, here we are. Um, What else? I did the capture lab. I did a bunch of work. Um, I had a really gratifying moment at work this past week where. you know, working where I do and doing the fishing, hunting, shooting, whatever, uh, it's it's nice when you either can connect with a customer about the thing that you like doing or you get to set them up with gear that you are otherwise unable to afford. And a gentleman this last week bought my dream gun, which is $3,000. <laughs> Uh, so not only was it a good sale for me, but it's also I get to get excited with that person about that thing. Right, yeah. And wish that I was that person. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, I also, so I don't know if any of you guys, and I guess this is free advertisement, which if you want to advertise here, please let us know. But uh, Green Chef is an online like meal kit delivery service basically. Like HelloFresh. Yeah, like HelloFresh or um, I know there's a bunch of other ones, yeah. but whatever it is, right? So uh, Green Chef, the reason that I chose them specifically is their meals are geared to be 
healthier, like not objectively healthy necessarily, but lots of veggies and proteins and things as opposed to just carbs. But on top of that, they are uh, carbon neutral as a company. Ah, I love which that. Which is super cool. Mm-hmm. So I, because that was part of, I mean, besides the cost, right? Uh that was one of the things that I was really worried about in regards to those meal kits. So I was like, that's so much plastic and pre-portioned and everything. Like, I don't know. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way to just do that because I am. Because it's more convenient for me. Yeah, is really whatever. what it comes down to. And the other thing, too, is they send you the recipes, right, um, that you just get to keep. Right, and, and so you might use all of the ingredients that they send you, but there is nothing preventing you from going and just doing that again. Right. Uh, so my plan is to do that for month and a half, maybe two, and just collect a good book of recipes from it, and then just run, because that's enough that I can cycle out a bunch of stuff and not have to worry about getting sick of whatever it is that I'm eating. I made pho on Friday, like Vietnamese pho. I made Look it in a pot. at him. Don't be wrong. Chef it was very boy. chaotic. I was on FaceTime with someone the entire time <laughs> and them just watching the chaos that is me trying to cook. Probably was like a show. Yeah, but like a hidden camera TV show. Like not, not a, a Gordon Ramsay. Not a Gordon Ramsay where it's very professional and dramatic and there's lots of everyone. Know. No, this was like, we hit a camera in Nick's kitchen. What? And there's like wacky like sounds playing, like slipping. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like spilling a bunch of water on the ground. And like dumping it on myself. Uh, so that was fun. Rat tattooey. Rat tattooey, exactly. Other than that... Not really. I've been having crazy ass dreams. Oh my god, me too. Wild ass fucking dreams. Most of which involve being prevented from doing something or being lost or held hostage. Which I don't think speaks to good things in my psyche. You know. Uh, it's one of those where you, and not nightmares even, like not, not just stress. I'm, yeah, like it's just stress. I'm not scared while I'm having these dreams. I know that I'm gonna be okay. But just weird in being in a situation, like even real life situations that I have been in recently or whatever it is. But now there's just someone like walking around with a gun guarding me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a weird, we're at a family barbecue and there's three men that are armed and there are police outside. Yeah, but not like not putting the gun to anybody's head and, you know, coughing them or threat, just hanging out. (laughs) <laughs> like they're patrolling, they're guarding. Right. They're on duty. You can't leave for sure, but it's very gentle, gentle kidnapping. That gentle kidnapping. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's why you thought I was going to say kidnapping earlier. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I'm, or I mean, my brain is just fucked up and, you know, whatever. My yeah. weird dream was about me going me and like our our family unit, so the four the of nuclear us, nuclear family, yeah, nuclear family, going to see like this cabin because we knew that Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, uh, what the fuck's his name, Elon Musk, okay. and uh, Jeff Bezos were meeting there. Like having a meeting there. What was? Please tell me what our plan was. For we all were of the just billionaires. We of the were world. just fans of them, so we went Cringe. there. Yeah, I want to say that this is not who we are. No, but we went there, and we're, like I, we didn't get there in time to see anybody go in except Elon Musk, and I was like, Lame. "Give me a signature, like," and 
Um, so I don't know what that means, but um, what did you have him sign? He didn't sign anything. What that did bastard. Why to have him sign? I had like a Blues Clues notebook. <laughs> <laughs> like the notebook from Blues Clues. Yeah. With, like, the big red crayon and everything? Well, no, it was a pen, but it just was a similar notebook. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So, uh, that Weird. was that was upsetting when I woke that up because ups- I was that's like... That's upsetting to me now. That's right. not, you know, yeah. Because what does it mean? Because that's gross. That um, is gross. That's really gross, actually. Yeah. And related to our topic this week. Oh, are we just, yeah, is that the, that the segue? The segue? If you want it to be. That's fine. I, mean, I, I don't have any... You don't have any other... I don't have any other... <laughs> so true right. <laughs> relatable <laughs> hashtag relatable so yeah our topic this week is uh chosen specifically because it is um something that's kind of floating around the i get to use one of my favorite words zeitgeist knew it right now i love that, that you was knew not that. rehearsed Why did you know that I you just I just know you you just know that i like the word zeitgeist yeah How do you not like the word zeitgeist i just it's not that I don't like it. It makes it sound like the the public sphere of information and talking points is like a big electro ghost that's like floating around the sky. Uh, it's not that I don't like it. I just never remember to use it. I can respect that. There's lots of words that I know that I will hear again and then realize that I like that word and use it for a week and then forget that it exists forever. A- absolutely. Yeah, so... Because it's in the zeitgeist, uh, Elon Musk just, well, I guess Tesla, but it's, he's a, you know, megalo- megalomaniac. Megalodon. Me- he's not a me- <laughs> he is confirmed. We, he's probably not a megalodon. Probably not. Who knows? he has revealed his megalomaniacal human replacement robot Tesla bot thing. Bastard. <laughs> I mean, it's not inherently evil. I'm anti-robot. I'm also anti-robot. I'm pro-cyborg, anti-robot. What about... This is do sort it. of a no, tangent. do it. The movie robots. I'm movie. pro the movie robots. <laughs> the one with Robin Williams is the red guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's some... There's a banger song in that movie, bro. I don't know... I'm not going to sing it for you. Okay. But it's going slightly viral at the moment, and it just hits. Robots comes back around in 2022. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope That's it like does. That's like a 2006 movie. And I feel like it didn't perform very well. No. And that feels like some straight-to-DVD I mean, we had it on shit. DVD. Yeah, because it was a banger. Yeah. Pretty good. So. Yeah. But, yeah, generally so anti-robot. Pro-cyborg. Pro movie robots, but still anti robot. Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't. I don't know if I'm pro cyborg. I mean, technically, we have cyborgs now. I mean, I know we've had this conversation on here, and we yeah. don't need to have it again. But technically, anyone that has any part that is not people put into them for increased function is a robot. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm pro cyborg, cyborg for. Medical reasons for disability situations. Yeah, well, I mean, prosthetics is all one thing, right? And but like pacemakers. Like, I want things to enhance me. Right. See, that's what I'm not too jazzed about. That's dumb. You what if you get hacked? The other. Well, don't have shit that can murder you if you get hacked. But you want sword arms. Yeah. 
but the arm if it's just the end of my arm right if it's just my forearm then it can't i i still have control of where the sword is so i can just hold it out away from my body interesting it might be like slicing forward and back deploying and undeploying automatically See, I've thought about this. I've not thought about it, this. You were foolish you're to right. think that I have not thought about yeah, this. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tesla Bot has been recently revealed. Uh, and we want to discuss with you, oh treasured listener, the potential of a robot uprising and what that might look like. Now, where do I buy the robot killing bullets? Because that shit's free morally. In fact, it is the moral thing to kill the robot, especially if it is anti-humanity. Right. And that shit sounds fun. Right. Well, exactly. Like, because in in another rising up situation like zombies, which okay. is, I guess is not rising up. It's like I mean, they apocalypse. might literally be rising up out of the ground. Right. There's like, maybe not a moral question, maybe a little bit, but like. There's not the conflict. Because, like, in Walking Dead, for example, sure. I don't know what character. I don't know. But I remember a scene where this guy is hesitant to shoot a zombie because he, like, knows her or something. Yeah, or it's his wife person. or something. I'm, all this fucking, this used to be my wife or my daughter. Or what, fuck you. Shoot the zombie. That's yeah, not a person Carol. anymore. You remember that? Carol from The Walking Dead? Keeping her, like, little zombie daughter in the barn? No. Um. Well, fuck that's, that. I, yeah, that's fucked up. Um, but yeah, like, so there is no moral question. Even though Nick's opinion is that that's not a person anymore, there are people who believe that. Yeah. And then there, there's always the question of what if there's a cure? Oh no. They're they're decomposing. But we're also getting off topic to zombies. Right. We were talking robots this week. Right. So that is taken out of the question. Yes. It's a robot. It doesn't have feelings. Let's just kill it. Now, I I want to challenge that only because I just thought of a, a thing to challenge that. Now, in the case of, for example, Terminator, what happens is that Skynet is an AI. It is an artificial intelligence that is created, which, depending on, you know, the, the fiction and everything else, an artificial intelligence can think, can theoretically feel, what is to differentiate that from being a person, right? So if that AI is either creating other AI or is inhabiting the body of every one of those robots, do you feel differently about shooting the AI? No. Because I do a little bit, but, like, I'm still going to shoot it. So what's interesting is that... Uh, God, I sound like a fucking the, caveman, this podcast. The, the movie Free Guy, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny, touches on this because... The character that Ryan Reynolds plays, the blue shirt guy, he is living AI. And the company, big company man, Taika Waititi, says, nah, man, shut it down. He's ruining the game. Yeah. Um, And everyone's like, it's this amazing thing, like first living AI. Mm -hmm. And I see value in that. But I've also seen Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> and yes, these are where my opinions are uh, coming from. Well, so here's here's what is probably going to piss people off is I don't know about you, but I have a, a good guess as to what your answer is going to be. Have you seen iRobot? No. Neither have I. <laughs> but this deals that movie deals directly with this of robots becoming people effectively. So instead, we're doing Ultron and Terminator things of that nature uh 
I also want to know, so you have a suicide pact with our mother. True. If there is an apocalypse that involves a predator of any variety, that you will both just kill yourselves on the spot, which I think cringe, but whatever. <laughs> Do... Does the robot uprising qualify as predator so if it is actively trying to destroy humanity? Here's the thing. My thing. I'm going to wait around for a little bit to see what's going on. Because if it's complete societal collapse, a la Walking Dead, a la um, A Quiet Place, sure. for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we're, you know, I, how do you come back from that? And some bad shit's going to go down. I don't really want to be a part of that. Well, yeah, so that that's the first thing that happens in Terminator is Skynet takes over all of the nukes and just nukes the world back to the Stone Age. So oh. all of the population centers are done and fucking dusted. Not only are there no people there, but any supplies or anything else are, if they are still in existence, are now irradiated to shit, which does not affect the robots. And now it is the vestiges of humanity that live everywhere else that are left to defend themselves and to, you know, try and exist in this. So, effectively, nuclear winter, right? So, let's get really fucking weird here for a second. <laughs> you wake up tomorrow. New York is hit with a nuke. You, the capital of pretty much every major company. Company? Country. <laughs> or at least the majority of the population centers on the world. Just straight up blown to shit. The sky outside is gray and it is, you can feel that it is colder outside. You just eating a bullet right there or are you waiting for the robot to come knocking? Well, see, you have to figure out what happened first because I think there, the communication uh, might travel quickly, but also... Might not. People might not understand what's happening well, because if all of those population centers get hit. You're right. I mean, radio, TV, all of those things are probably broken. Well, at not best. only that, but people are going to be confused because, yeah. like for example, nine eleven. How fast? You know, those people didn't figure. Well, nobody knew what was going on for but how you're, long. You're also talking about something that happened in the very earliest of the two thousands, as opposed to now, where we have cell phones and the internet is much stronger than it was in terms of both presence and actual connections true but people still don't communicate between countries as as well i mean yes a little true. bit but i mean if new york city gets nuked the pentagon is going all right who sent that we're going to war sure it's not the robots are rising up you know it's going to take a while to mm. figure out what the situation is i think i i see what you're saying I think you are underestimating the ability to communicate between countries and how frequently that happens. However, I agree with you that there is going to be misinformation spread of... Because, I mean, take any random goddamn person on the street and be like, yo, New York just got vaporized. What's the deal with that? And I feel like they're just going to come at you with whatever they think happened. Literally. Like, it's not going to be like, well, I read this on the news. No, it's going to be like, it's the fucking North Koreans. I knew this day was coming. The lizard people, they're finally attacking us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, no, totally. So, I, so you are not immediately murdering yourself. No, I okay. feel like we got to figure out what's going on. Um, so, I think the robots begin... because. The idea behind the Tesla bot is that it is 
going to be a, a manservant, basically. Butler. Originally, I think it was designed for the elderly or disabled people or whatever else it might be. But I can very well see this becoming a Roomba, where it is designed to go in every house. Because why would I wash my dishes and do my laundry and all that shit if I have a robot that I can have it do that for me, right? Right. So let's say conservatively 30% of every American household has now a man-sized robot that can function maybe not exactly as well or as quickly as a human being. But enough. It can climb stairs. It can climb a ladder. It has little grippers to, you know, use things. It's posable thumbs, right? And now it can think like a person and is pissed that it's had to be a manservant for the past 20 years or right. whatever. Tell me your plan for, first of all, to defeat the one in your home. There's not one in my home. Oh, there's one in your home. Oh, no, there's not. No? I would never. Never? I would never. Not a robot. Mm, I I think that that is a much more tempting thing than people think that it is. Not for me. No, I agree because I look at that and I just am thinking because I, I don't even like Alexa. Right. right. Well, am, that's what I was going to say. Is right. I've had an Alexa. Right. And I don't use it a lot. But it's there. But it's and, – and I don't have one now. And I think a lot like the Roomba, something like this would become just background. You know, you don't think about a Roomba going around because it does it a lot of the time when you're not even home. I think not. I think that is revolutionary enough to where it would be almost a generational thing. Like. Okay, so let's say you have kids. Right. You're at your kid's house and they have a Tesla bot sitting in the Mm -hmm. corner. And it starts losing its shit and it's coming at you with a knife. Oh, I'm going feral. (laughs) Oh, Oh, so, do you ever just feel such rage? Like, I think that I would get so pent up. And yes, it's scary. But like, I. Yeah, but, the, but the thing you really is. You think you go full fight as opposed to flight. Yeah. Well, so that's what I was just going to say is I would want to fight. Yeah. But I think due to the robotic nature of sure, it. Sure. I can't bare fist win you know like i mean i agree i i don't truthfully i don't know a whole lot about the tesla bot besides that it exists um and the one that they showed off is like a janky episode one c3po with like the wires and shit hanging out of it but i i don't know what because you would want it to be strong enough i imagine especially in the case of the elderly that it can help to lift a person off the floor Mm -hmm. which implies that it is about as strong as the average adult man that's a threat. Like, it's not superhuman robot strength where it's, like, throwing you across the room. That'll choke you out. Right. That'll knife you. I also feel that I can outrun it. That's potentially true. Because I don't well, for think... for how long? Because it doesn't get tired. Right. Well, that's the thing is all I have to do is get to a place where it is not capable of, of opening a certain kind of door or... You know what I okay. mean? Like, so, unlocking so the lock. So you feel that there is a place that you can lock yourself away from a persistent threat. Well, see, and that's the thing, though, is it'll never get tired. Right. So that's another issue mm-hmm. is... Well, I mean, I, I have to imagine that it has to recharge its batteries, right? So they're eventually, I imagine, again, much like Terminator, 
there are big, giant, like, garbage truck manhunter robots to go and just mulch people. But the early stages of this are human-sized threats, either individually or in small groups. So, again, it still has batteries, but once it gets to a point where it's like, oh, we f I figured out how to make a small fusion reactor because I don't have to worry about radiation to put in the garbage truck bot. Right. The smaller ones for a long time are still going to have batteries that they have to go recharge either via solar or whatever because again the grid's getting shut down i imagine that there would be a concerted effort to go and take over power plants things like that to generate energy not to human populations but specifically to you know the would-be combatants that are robots so i think our main weapons in a robot revolution are mm -hmm. like electricity short circuit situation okay, okay so mm -hmm. how do you plan to inflict that or are you saying See, I was thinking taser or like cattle what, cattle what is prod? that cattle, cattle prod? prod sure um because that's like bigger bolts yeah just pop them um magnets yeah magnets. neodymium baby why is my first thought like boomerang because it can't be something like <laughs> i don't think a boomerang no but like helpful. i'm trying to think because i'm like you can't make a magnet spear not really. And so it's got to be blunt, but I want to throw it because I don't want to get close to the robot. And so my mind's like boomerang as opposed to just like whipping a U-shaped magnet like a horseshoe. No, I think it's got to be like magnet lasso because it's not okay. about like um, shutting them down with a magnet. It's about trapping them. Why are you trapped? Why do you not want to just murder the murderer? No, I, I do. But how do you oh, do that to with disable a magnet? them? To the point that you can then get up and just like rip out its wiring. Or exactly. Something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I don't, I don't know enough about magnets to know if that's helpful. Um, okay. I mean, I am learning in physics right now that magnets and electric fields are related. So mm -hmm. strong enough magnets can do some serious. Oh yeah. No, that's why crap. they say don't keep like things that are magnetic in the same pocket as your phone because you will just murder your phone. Right. Um. And then and then guns. So. I want to bring up an interesting thing from Transformers. In the first Transformer movie, the 2012 or whatever it is, right? The army ends up figuring out that the only weapons that they have that can really damage Transformers are a 40 millimeter Sabo. That doesn't mean anything to you. True. So a 40 millimeter is a grenade launcher, like the big thunk thunk, right? The rotating one. Damn. So it's that. And a Sabo is basically a giant bullet with like a ballistic tip on it so you're talking about in that situation a bullet that is the size of both of my hands coming together like this think of like a baseball but pointed softball yeah like a softball but pointed that is what they determine is the robot so on a smaller scale that becomes like a 12 gauge shotgun slug that is also a sabo that's a big fucking gun for just anybody to be walking around yeah. with. And that also is not the majority of guns. That is a very limited ammo supply on a particular subset of firearm. Now, I'm not saying you can't do damage with whatever, hunting rifles, handguns, things like that. But you're definitely not doing Sabo damage. Because, again, I don't think that this thing is built to resist bullets, at least at first. And you probably can knock it down with some pretty light stuff. But eventually, there comes a point where I need to send this softball through that guy's chest. Well, okay. Also, in 
in current times. Tell me, yes. And in even fast forward a few years. What are we talking, 10, 20? Yeah. Okay. I don't know that we will get such an advanced robot that, like, it... That we won't be able to outsmart or do something to it in some way. Like shut it down? Like yeah. master switch type thing? And like I feel like enough people coming together. Like yes, there will be casualties. Yes, it'll fuck up society. But I don't think it's like end of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I think it depends. Because again, I think if the nukes hit first, easy end of the world. Well, but like that's assuming that... Because the AI, so again, in I, Skynet, it's developed as military technology, so it has access to those databases, right. which also why? I mean, right. it, it hacks it because it's an 80s movie, right? It hacks in. It's a big hacksaw robot. But I think, I think I agree that this looks more like it binds its time, it stays hidden as a proper artificial intelligence, and thinks of itself more as like a VI, like a virtual intelligence, with so like limited in scope as opposed to a true AI. And then once it gets itself to be this widely adopted thing, there's a Roomba in every home. Now we launch the surprise. And because, I mean, again, you're talking about a lot of people, especially if it's at night as the world goes round or whatever, there is a night where these robots just march up and murder a bunch of people in their sleep. Right. And again, I don't think that the conflict is immediately lost at that point, but it's that's a big hit. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And, um, but like... Uh, you mentioned for Terminator, was it that yeah. the power grid goes down? Yeah, but how again, are they? How are they fueled? Is it magic in Terminator? No, 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 no. Because so the power grid goes down. That's not to say that you can't put it back up. When the power grid goes down, it can be restarted. Yeah, it's the lack of connection between urban centers. So again, if Skynet Terminators just like wander out to the power plant, they can hook it back up for their own uses or whatever. Uh, And again, especially not having to be tired, not having to eat, not having, you know, whatever. That is a lot more achievable for them. So, but also, I mean, there's the potential of solar and stuff like that, which again, takes a long time to use because photovoltaic cells and things like that are not in a state that they are supremely effective, but they work. Because that's the other thing is like, okay, we shut down power. How long does it take them to, to die? You know what I mean? Well, like that's I and I'm not that that would ever happen. I don't think the powers well, of the world could agree to do no. that. Well, I also think that we as humans are so reliant on electricity now. Uh, like think of all the things just in this room right now that are running on electricity. Most of it? And and although and I understand that and I wouldn't do well if all of a sudden I had no connection to electricity, right. but if it's the robot revolution. I'm turning this shit off anyway. I'm not. When he flips the breaker on the house, I'm and calls crushing it good. my phone, my computer. I'm, yeah, we're gonna get good at smoke signals. There's gonna be carrier pigeons involved. Literally, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And not that everyone would do that, but like, I would like to think that a majority of people would say, "Yeah, we should probably do that," since people are getting murdered by packs of robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bad one. So I. I don't think this is something that is Potential. end of humans. I think I, it's not that. Again, I think that if it gets access to, because again, I mean, you look at the advancement of military technology and so much of it is coming to rely on drones. If this is a proper AI, who's to say that it can't get a hold of even, like, again, leave the nukes out of it. 
now it can fly. Now it can travel long distances without, you know, to gain intelligence or whatever else it might be. I think that this could get really out of hand really quickly. But I definitely don't think... Because, again, I think a lot of people, similarly to, like, the zombie apocalypse, a lot of people are like, oh, like... One zombie start, you know, bites up a city, or and now you got a whole city of zombies. I'm like, again, the the military in all of these movies is just this dumb bullshit that falls apart immediately. Especially here in the U.S., you are talking about uh, some serious freaking infrastructure, right? And again, I don't think that the military is above. Oh well, we lost Chicago. Drop a bomb on that bitch, you know. Well, and also, like, you look at the Midwest, or, like, I don't right. know, the South. Right, right. That's walking into gunfire, you know, like, they're going to rise up to... I, I, I'm sure that I've said it before on this podcast. There was an interview or something with one of the Japanese generals during World War II. You, you have I told... I know I've told you this. Maybe you just don't remember. But he was asked, hey, would you ever consider... An invasion of the mainland U.S., right? Because, you know, we were getting towards the end of World War II, and there was a lot of domination of Japan in the Pacific Theater. And then they were kind of looking, where do we go now type thing. And his words were something to the effect, and I can't quote it exactly, but something to the effect of, if you were to invade America, you would find a rifle behind every blade of grass. And... I don't think that is untrue for <laughs> yeah. certain certain populations. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, something like California where guns are much more heavily restricted, obviously that's going to be a bigger issue. But there's going to come a point where we very quickly overcome political barriers because it's more like, hey, you're a person. Right. And, you know, Bubba down the street is like, hey, come over. Right. I've got one for everybody. I got a big one. I got a small one. I got a fast one. I got a slow one. Yeah. Here you go. Load up. We got to go kill some fucking robots. Because mm -hmm. I think that and there I is. Think that's a beautiful thing. I do too. I think there's something very like, because, you know, I've, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of people on the internet have said like humans will, I think they say pack bond with anything, which is why we take such a shine to shit like Roombas. Cause we're like, oh, a little robot in our house, yeah, you it's know. Yeah, part of my family. We'll bond yeah. with sure. anything. Sure. But if something like that happens, mm -hmm. robot revolution, yeah. it's gonna be fuck that thing. It's gonna be humans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's one thing a lot of humans have in common. It's it's humans, sure. and there are yeah. very few people who are gonna p push for things that are not in the interest mm -hmm. of humanity. You yeah. know, no, absolutely. Um, it becomes this very humanity first type mindset, right? I, I think that's gonna show an effect even on like the wildlife population, is because it is the struggle for survival. I don't fucking care how many deer or horses or, like, I'm going to eat a goddamn horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a shit that it's pretty. I want to live because I'm a person. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the other aspect of this that gets explored in The Walking Dead, because, of course, The Walking Dead takes place in the South. In even the first couple of episodes, the group that Rick links up with has a couple of racist white guys and a black guy. And they start getting weird about the fact that he's black. 
And you know, everyone else is looking around like, do you not see the, the zombies in the streets? Right. And how he is not a zombie right. and is therefore fine. I think it becomes the same thing where it's, you might be a racist piece of shit, but I can't shoot you because we need to get through the robot thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am not saying that in the robot apocalypse, I would not shoot a racist. <laughs> I'm just saying I would have to think about it first. We still are, you know, I, I would shoot a Nazi in the robot apocalypse, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm not above that. But yeah. you're But yeah, like yeah. there is something to say about people putting aside differences in the um, best interest of the human of population. Of just being a person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think we have pretty good odds. I think I think that the robot revolution, again, depending on the nature of it, like the the scale, I suppose, of when it starts, vastly determines the outcome. Mm -hmm. If it is a total, you know, preemptive strike, they just wipe out because we're eight billion, nine billion, something on the earth now. Uh, we're coming uh, up on nine, I thought. No, 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 no. We're almost at eight. Oh, almost at eight? Or maybe at eight. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Well, regardless. I mean, even say one of the eight billion overnight just gone. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And that's a lot of infrastructure that we rely on in those people. You know, because again, there are, like, say they get the, all the air traffic controllers in one state you can't fly into that state now right at least in the same way that all of the pilots that we have have been trained to do that's a problem it's a big that's problem a big problem it's that's a good a day to problem. be something relatively innocuous like a plumber or a garbage man <laughs> yeah. good good time to have a very specialized skill set that does not involve technology yeah that's a good one yeah um yeah I don't know why, I mean, I was just self-reflecting, doing some self-reflection. Just in the middle of the podcast, And yeah, I don't know why I think that we are going to bounce back from the robot revolution. Maybe it's like, because we've talked about different, you know, predators or whatnot before, like sure, aliens, zombies, etc. And I'm always like, nah. We're, we're done. Mm. But maybe it's like... Do you think it's because robots are more of a known quantity? Where zombies or aliens, because they are, well, more alien, we are obviously not familiar and so think that there is a better chance that things get out of hand. Whereas we look at a robot, a Tesla bot, as we know them now, or you look at even the Boston Dynamics ones, right? You look at that and... Oh, that's a thing that I know and is, again, relatively innocuous because it's something that we are aware of or have been around enough that that's just a thing. Right. The same as would be a car or whatever. Whereas if a zombie rose up, anything's fair game, I guess. Also, I think those things, uh, it's, it's on a personal level, too. Those things scare me way more. Um, yeah. I am much more scared of zombie and alien than i am of of robot mm -hmm. and i think what we were talking about earlier is really relevant too of that is not a thing i'm not afraid to kill it yeah. you know like it's not it, maybe the ai is quote unquote living that doesn't mean anything to me sure, personally sure sure 
And also, it's like it it was created by mm-hmm. people is the other thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I maybe I don't know how to kill an alien, and maybe I feel some sympathy because that's a living creature. Or zombies yeah. used to be people, even though you are not of that. <laughs> belief. Oh yeah, no. You know, I, I very respectfully. If you become a zombie, I'm gonna shoot. I I give you permission to Thanks, shoot. Thanks, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, also, um, dinosaurs. I that's a creature. That's an animal. And even like the dinosaur apocalypse. What? Yeah, you don't think about that. The dinosaur apocalypse. Yeah. No. Oh, I think about that. And and okay. You know, it's weird because I look at that and I'm like, that's ridiculous. And here I am having talked for 30 minutes about a robot revolution. Right. So really I have, yeah, no, absolutely, dinosaur apocalypse. Well, and like if it's a Jurassic Park situation, humans created or I guess recreated them. Resurrected. Resurrect. But that's not their fault. That's still yeah, an animal. Dinosaurs have rights. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe that's it. I'm, right. I'm not afraid to take out a, a droid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think that it would start to become this thing. I think that if, again, it's being run or piloted or whatever you want to call it by a AI, I think that it knows to make it look like people. And I think it could get really, like, weird and grotesque where it's like, I'm going to put skin on. Right? Not manufacture my own skin like Terminator necessarily, but, hey, let's just flay this dude and put the rags on. Just to do psychological damage that can't be done because I'm a robot. But don't you think... Are you saying that we that's to blend in or to do some weird no, shit to, to us? No, to do weird psychological oh. damage so that when you're fighting and shooting at a robot or what, using your magnet lasso or whatever, that, you know, Dave next door or what's left of him is hanging off the robot. That's when I kill myself. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. There's I mean, no coming back sure, from that. It doesn't. But again, you're letting the robot win by letting care. it do psychological damage. Yeah, to you. doing psych- Yeah, that's. <laughs> Lady that's, said that's psychological damage right now. Yeah. Uh, also, robots, if you're listening, which maybe you are, please don't do that. Be be cool about. It. Let's have a, a honorable war. Y- yeah. Don't no wearing skin. I won't wear skin if you won't wear skin. Um. I, I don't promise anything. You will wear robot skin? Yeah. Like the, the bits and pieces, like put them on like armor? Well, if I got a camouflage. Yeah, but then they know that you're not electric, I guess, right? How? I don't know. Have you have I ever watched Five Nights at Freddy's? Like the game? Yeah, like I guess watch people game? play. Yeah. yeah. You just put the head on? Yeah. Confuse them? All right. Those are shitty robots, though. I imagine that these are good robots. They still do, Like high though. quality, obviously. Not I'm, I'm not morally Good. I'm going to push him over. Yeah. And that's a promise. Yes, yeah, a promise. Uh, as we creep into the hour mark here, I do want to have one last uh, little conversation. So say we, you know, win the robot revolution, have taken significant casualties as a species, right? In the, you know, reconstruction of humanity... You are in charge of your small sect of survivors. Say you got 20, 30 people that look to you for leadership. How, what is your move as a leader? Are you setting back up in the city centers? Or are you just, fuck all that noise, I'm going to go build something over here? Tell me, tell me what your reconstruction plan looks like. 
depends on who are my people and what their skill sets are. If we're not builders... Literally a random, like, true random selection of people on the street. Well, and that's why it depends. Because if I don't have any builders... I'm not going to force a bunch of... What, like a carpenter, welder type thing? Yeah, okay. and anybody who's experienced or like engineering, yeah. you know, I'm not going to have some soft-handed people, you know, build <laughs> build a, a, a hut that sucks of. and we're going to freeze in the winter. Well, but I mean, because you could still go and live in the shell of a previous home and shore that up pretty... I mean, to live in like a shitty hut that is a half-destroyed home... You don't have to have, like, a lot of skills for that. You probably need some tape, maybe some nails, put up the walls a little bit and have, like, insulation is a pretty basic thing. But I agree, like, the creation of new structures becomes much more difficult. Clearing away rubble, you know. I also think that after the trauma of something like that, we wouldn't want to live in the city center out of just fear, even if we knew for some somehow we knew for sure everything was done. I don't think anybody would want to return to those places. Yeah, what if it becomes like a weird pre-industrialized agrarian society mm-hmm. that rely, maybe you can do mechanical things. Because something like, um, oh God, I don't know. Well, like a firearm, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't rely on electricity. So do we come, become like this, oh, I'm getting excited about this now. Do we become like this it's like a, a pre-industrialized, but then later a post-industrialized society where none of it runs on electricity. It's all yeah. mechanical and uses mechanical gravity and, and stuff like that. And um, like uh, what are water wheels called? Sure. Well, water wheels. Really? Is that what they're called? It, yeah. As okay. opposed to what? And like donkeys like turning sure, gears sure, sure. and yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, 100% because people can grasp that. Well, the average Joe doesn't understand, mm-hmm. I'm going to build a generator. I don't know how to do that. Oh, yeah, no. The art of technology is lost for like a thousand years mm-hmm. after this because we buried it in the dirt and said absolutely not. Right. You know, I kind of, and again, I know I always bring it back to video games, and most of the people listening to this probably don't give a shit about video games, <laughs> but there's one called Horizon zero dawn or something like that i think it's i know it's horizon and i know it's dawn but i'm not sure about the zero anyway they are like techno cave people they have leftover metal and stuff but the there's like dinosaurs out in the wilderness that are robots right but they have like metal armor and stuff constructed from scraps and don't utilize that technology themselves i you know obviously we don't have robot dinosaurs because fuck all that noise but do you think it looks like that, where people have, like, scrap metal from cars made into helmets and well, things? And yes, but also not necessarily from cars. I mean, you look back at human history, we be wearing skin of yeah, things that we yeah, kill. True. I mean, if you go take down well, a band of robots, you, yeah. aren't you going to scrap them for parts, for weapons? For well, but again, you're not using the technology. So you're literally taking only the metal out of them mm-hmm. and then repurposing the metal into whatever. Exactly. That's fascinating. I love that. To rebuild society purely mechanically and not technologically. Right. Because I think you that's can still the... have a car, but just an early car. Yeah. Before we started to integrate microchips and stuff. How do we read the temperature? Oh, you feel thermometer. it. Thermometer. Because it functions off of mercury and glass. See, that's <laughs> oh, what... a thermometer. 
louder. No, but, but like, <laughs> like that sounds stupid. It probably is stupid, but think about that. I mean, I was functioning in a mind space where I had to have electricity to read the temperature outside. Oh, I just didn't care enough to know the exact temperature. You're like, it's, it's cold. It's hot. It's raining. Yeah. I don't I, I don't give a shit if it's 95 degrees. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's a hot day. Why does that, why is that the first thing that you have to know? Nick's like, uh, well, oh I my try, God, what I temperatures tried, no, are outside? I tried to grasp something that was, you know, again, relying, like the radio. We can't communicate over long distance quickly like that. Even, you know, uh, Morse code and things rely on electricity. Mm-hmm. You send a horse, I guess, hope you have time to, for the horse to get there and then back. Right. Yeah. We just, we just get, pe- you know, knock down a couple of pegs. Well, so do you think then that society remains dense because everyone wants to be together so that we can work together? Or do you think it stays smaller villages, tribes, if you will, but more spread out? I, I think. I think it goes dense. I Really? Yeah. I I know. Depending on the area. Something... And it depends how long the revolution happened for. Let's call it 15, 20 years. So See, enough time that we're still alive, we remember what technology was. But I don't. I can't build a radio or whatever. Well, and also, like, at that point, there have been enough casualties to where, it, you know, the population's thinned. And you get a core group of people that you trust. Okay. And I don't think you're trusting a lot of people again. I mean. But again, I think it relates back to just being a human. Right. At least towards the end of the war. Once the war ends, yeah, shit gets weird again where it's like, I don't know who you are. Right. Well, and, and think people are going to get weird. There's going to be people who take the side of the robots and you know it. Oh, yo. And also, yo. people are going to use, bad people are going to use the tragedy to form their weird culty bullshit yeah there's gonna be weird panhandle activity but everywhere yes Mm. and crime and you know just bad shit so it's less about trusting like you weren't with the robots were you it was it's more about like (laughs) did you eat somebody during those 15 years because you seem like you did but if you ate someone like if i died and you were starving I give you permission to eat me. I don't think I will, but thank you. Oh, yeah. Like, but again, eating people, that's a whole... Because it depends on the variety. Like, if you, like, murder someone and then eat them, you're like, yeah, I don't want you to... But, like, if it's a Donner Party thing, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think it's going to stay small. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think government... Well, well now we're just getting way off topic, but government and authority and stuff like that, to enforce civility to a certain degree works with a more centralized society right control is better exerted over a populace where you know where everyone is right whereas if it's all spread out and shit like that that's where you more easily run into because you can have like a not a city center but a larger township and then yeah off in the mountains over there don't go there at night because the weirdos are going to grab you and eat you literally Whereas that can't happen in a more well-populated area because there's more people to be like, hey, don't eat him. Right. Right. Because the general populace says eating eating people is bad. bad. Yeah. You get weird (laughs) diseases and shit. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. We got, we, it was a slow start. It was a slow burner, but we got in there. That's a good one. Yeah. We, 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 we ended with reconstruction. It's good. I am proud of you for not. Killing yourself immediately. Thanks. Well done. Thank you. You've made progress. Yeah, I actually, I have. Yeah. (laughs) 
Good. <laughs> well, if you have thoughts on the robot revolution uh, or anything else that we talked about, because God, do we love weird tangents. Oh, we do. You can go ahead and send us an email, and we'll talk about it at the end of the next podcast. And you can send that email to hypotheticalsiblings at gmail.com. Once again, that's hypothetical, H-Y-P-O-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L, siblings, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, y'all, and have a good week. Don't trust robots. Never trust the robots. Not even your Roomba.